This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, this is Mark Lloyd. Welcome to this podcast. You are going to love this segment as uh, guitarist Kel came in with another classic album and it was the incredible Brothers in Arms featuring Mark Knopfler. Classic songs including I Love My NTV Money for Nothing. You're going to love the podcast and don't forget to join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai Eye 103.8. I'm just going to get ourselves in the mood for our classic album this week. And some lovely guitar playing from a certain Mark Knopfler. You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park, but meantime. Sound of the river, you're stopping your whole Band is blowing Dixie, double fall time You feel alright when you hear the music ring Well now you step inside, but you don't see too many faces Coming in out of the rain, they hear the jazz go down In other places oh, But the horns They blow in that sound Way on down south George, he knows all the chords. When it's strictly rhythm, he doesn't want to make it cry or sing. If then an old guitar is all he can afford. When he gets up under the lights to play his thing. And Harry doesn't. So, um, Mark Knopfler and Dire Straits. And I've just learnt tonight that uh, Mr Knopfler, who's playing the guitar and the solo on that classic song, doesn't actually use a pick, which I didn't know. And how did I find out? I found out off my guitar guru, Kel, who's back with us in the studio. How are you, Kel? I'm good. Good evening, Mark. How are you? Great to have you along. And another classic album that we're going to take a look at. I didn't know that, that he... Uh, in Mark yeah. Knopfler doesn't use picks. What? No, he doesn't. I think a lot of it comes because there's a lot of country influence 
and the finger picking influence yeah. in his style. He was like really influenced by people like uh, Chet Atkins and those kind of country finger style guitarists. Okay. So he kept that, but he also said, especially for this, Sultan's a swing, it's got that percussive swing because he can kind of sweep up and down the strings and it gives it that that kind of feel. But um, yeah, he's the absolute monster of, of kind of finger style and he's kept that all the way through. I mean, if, if you play that solo, would you use a pick or? or I, I cheat. I use pick. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, that's early Dire Straits, yeah. uh, late seventies, I'm guessing. We're going to focus on an album that came out in 1985. So yeah. tell me all about it. <clears throat> yeah. So this is tonight's going to be Brothers in Arms, and uh, and there was a couple of reasons for picking this one. I think. I mean, everybody knows this track, and I think this really, really broke them at a very pivotal time for music. Yeah. Because this this was one of this was actually the first album that was fully recorded digitally, okay. and re- and really kind of gave a kickstart to CDs. So the CD player had come out a couple of years before, but music hadn't really migrated. But because of the quality of the sound of this, and not for this reason for for having a full digital recording, he was always trying to push and be better and better and better. And the whole thing with CD players was master quality sound so that was kind of the first thing and because it was one of the first digitally recorded albums Mm -hmm. when when people in stores were demonstrating cd players this was their default because it sounded incredible it was designed to be played digitally so it sold like hundreds of thousands of (laughs) cd players so we got all these salesmen around the world (laughs) have a listen to this this. dire straits comes on true because back then people were like oh vinyl it's all crackly which we love now yeah but that that was a default kind of demo demo that it was one of the the earliest ones and i think the second one as well and uh, and we'll talk about the song which which of course we wouldn't not be able to play which is money for nothing um that was also at the start of kind of the music video um like kind of revelation mm. that happened as well it had yeah. that animated video so really this this album apart from standalone brilliant album because it's dire straits and it's mark Knopfler. in terms of music i think it's hit two real real pivotal kind of revolutionary things that happened to the music industry especially especially in the 80s right then um another thing that i love about this album as well is the album cover it's got yeah. the most gorgeous guitar on the cover yeah yeah, Dobro, they're called. Yeah. yeah. And again, that's a fingerstyle guitar, so it's like steel string. You know, like you get kind of lap, lap steel, it's got that kind of okay. very mechanical. And in fact, he uses that on um, Romeo and Juliet, right. which is a wonderful, wonderful ballad that he wrote a few years ago. And again, it's that fingerstyle sound. But yeah, that's the, the, the silver. It's, it's, it's almost got steel on in the yeah, middle of it. Yeah, well, it is steel. It's made, is it? it's made of metal, so it's, it gives it this this particular sound. And if you listen to Romeo and Juliet from, what album was that? Gosh, that was Love Over Gold from 82. Yeah. You can hear it sounds very percussive. Yeah. And again, that's the thing with Knopfler's playing. It's incredibly percussive. It's got its own kind of rhythm and beat to it. But um, yeah, it's a wonderful. And that blue, that blue yeah. outline. And what, what's the name of the guitar again? Dobro. A Dobro. Yeah, D-O- D-O-B-R-O, I believe. Yeah. Have, you, have you got one? Um, not yet. Maybe next week. <laughs> well, you should you should have one, I think. Uh, we're going to squeeze in a track right now um, from the album. It's the first one that we're going to take a look at. And it is, in fact, Money for Nothing.
way you do it You play the guitar on MTV That ain't working, that's the way you do it Money for nothing and your chips for free Now that ain't working, that's the way you do it Let me tell you, damn guys ain't dumb Maybe get a pistol on your little finger Maybe get a blister on your thumb We got to install microwave ovens Custom kitchen deliveries We got to move these refrigerators We got to move these color TVs Just an iconic piece of uh, guitar playing that. And uh, if Martin Burrows is listening, my mate uh, Martin Burrows, first time I ever heard that live uh, was at the uh, Metropolitan Hotel on the Jam Sessions, and Martin was blasting that out, and I thought, wow, that is, that is a great riff. Um, riff to play, Tricky, or, or what? Yeah, to play it exactly like he does. Again, because of his fingerstyle method of playing, it's really tricky, because... Most people can play it, but yeah. it's, it's a bit like Lenore Rogers thing when, when we was talking about him the other week. Yeah. You hear it and you kind of go, oh, that sounds fairly simple. And you can you can kind of get away with it, but to do it his particular way, it's very it's very fiddly with the fingers. Right, okay. <laughs> um, of course, he, he dragged his mate in um, Sting on yeah. the intro of that. Yeah, so they this was recorded at Montserrat, where uh, I think Sting was recording Dream of the Blue Turtles, I think. So they were both in the studio at the same time. So, and I think they knew each other from the 70s, like when the police started. Okay. Obviously, Dire Straits were big in like kind of the late 70s. And, uh, and he come on, and this is like the melody to Don't Stand, like this bit in the back. Don't stand so close to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think it won a Grammy as well, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it did. It, it, it won a couple. I think one of, it, one of the big key things for it was it was the first video to be played on MTV Europe. Yeah, right. And I think that went along with that video. So again, in terms of music revolutions at the time, it was really, really strong for that. But yeah, I think it, it won a Grammy for Best Rock Vocal Performance uh, by a duo or group uh, in 86. Stayed at number one for three weeks. Uh, and again, I think it's just cemented itself in history as as one of the starts of uh, of, of of music television. It's really strong. Yeah, it certainly is strong. We're going to come back with more from uh, this album, Brothers in Arms. This is The Night Shift. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. 
Welcome back. Interesting conversation about music and about a certain album. Came out in 1985, Brothers in Arms. And I think you've got a few quirky little facts over there, Kel, that's, um, that you're going to enlighten us with. Yeah, <laughs> We do. So so um, on the stats front, Brothers in Arms has sold 30 million copies. And in total, Dire Straits have sold 120 million copies. I mean, we, we know right. they're huge. Yeah. Uh, but I think that just proves how, how strong they are. This was their sixth album. And, uh, and a couple of interesting facts. Dire Straits came from the name because apparently it represented their financial condition <laughs> in the early days. Yeah. And coincidentally, completely matches mine currently. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, an interesting one, and I've, I've got to see if I've, uh, I've got my teeth in to pronounce this. So in 2001, a British scientist discovered uh, a new dinosaur and he wanted to name it after Mark <laughs> Knopfler. Oh, so he discovered it in Madagascar and it's called the... Uh, Massier Casaurus, not Flairy. Oh, lovely. So, well, yeah. you know you've made it, don't you, when you get a dinosaur name? It's pretty good going, you. isn't yeah, it? It's not bad, is it? <laughs> now, of course, Mark isn't the only Noffler in no. this band. Um, there's two Nofflers. Um, That's uh, right. Uh, Dave, and uh, I, was, I was very interested watching some interviews with him, you know, and uh, him saying, well, it's very much Mark's band. Yeah. You know, it, it's Mark Noffler's band. It's his project but yeah um here he is just saying talking a little bit about what it's like you know working with your brother in in a rock band i was a good musician i wasn't a great musician i was still quite a newbie so mark could get me out of difficulties i mean if i was struggling a little bit only he would notice you know because being brothers you do we could each communicate to each other with a, such a subtle gesture that not another person would know what it meant, but it would communicate exactly what we wanted to say to each other. And of course, that will prove to be invaluable. It also can prove to be the downfall, because if things are tense, then of course you read the body language very well too. <laughs> so uh, a double-edged sword, really, yeah. you know, working in a band uh, with with your brother there. As he said, he could get him out of a tricky situation, but also if things were firing up a little bit, it's, you know, yeah, it's, it's going to happen. The body language yeah. was, was there, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, that's um, the second Noffler, or brother Noffler, Dave Noffler, who was uh, in the band. Now, uh, I think we're going to hear something called So Far Away um, mm. as our second track. So what do we know about this? Yeah, so this is, this is the opening track of the album. And, uh, and I think this is real classic Dire Straits sound. It's got a lovely hook to it. It's got lovely guitar playing. It's very, very light. And it's, it's like an 80s version almost of Sultans of Swing and that, that kind of era. It's got a very, very nice laid-back feel to it and really catchy hooks. And what's interesting, what um, David Knopfler said there, and he's, he's absolutely correct, is what a genius Mark Knopfler is. And I think the thing is, he's, he's known as just being this, this um, incredible guitar player, but also as a singer and as a songwriter, he's really, really strong. Mm -hmm. And he sets himself apart. And like, because he's, he's written all of the songs for pretty much all, all of Dire Straits, so it's very much his stamp and his thing. And I think this is a really good example of where he developed the sound from, as I say, if you, Sultans, which, which, uh, which we had right at the top of the show, to this. So Sultans was 1978, this is 1985. And I think this shows the real strong development that they had musically and also embracing digital technologies. Beautiful song. Far away from me, and 
So another fine example of the guitar playing and the songwriting of uh, Mark Knopfler there with So Far Away from our album that we are looking at tonight. So a classic album from Kel. Uh, there were some great albums around in this year, Kel, wasn't there? Um, Phil yeah. Collins, No Jacket Required. Yeah, yeah there was a lot of um, a- absolute classic albums. And I think like this one, what's really interesting kind of going through the list is albums that have stood the test of time. Yeah. That you still listen to. You say No Jacket Required, Phil Collins. Whitney Houston, Whitney, again, massive. Songs from the Big Chair by Tears for Fears. Brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should do them, actually. That's <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> for sure, <laughs> so yeah. many. Sade Promise. We, we did Sade quite, quite a while ago. ZZ Top Afterburner. Um, Scarecrow, John Mellencamp, uh, John Mellencamp. Yeah, Dream of the Blue Turtle Sting, which we mentioned earlier, which mm-hmm. I think he was recording when they was recording this. Uh, and Pitchbook Simply Red, who we did a couple of weeks ago yeah. as well. And I like that one I've just 
pictured there, Miami Vice soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, that was iconic, uh, the, the music. Uh, Jan Hammer, yeah. um, the keyboard player Jan Hammer, did the music for the first TV show yeah. of uh, Miami Vice. Don Johnson, of course, in his pastel <laughs> shoulder pads in his jackets. Uh, great TV series. But, um, I mean, mm. Phil Collins in the air tonight really featured heavily as well on the soundtrack. It, it really did. And I think when, when we did that, um, there was no jacket required. Uh, yeah, we, we, we did. It wasn't no jacket required. We did. We did. Um, Face value. Of, oh, face value, face yeah, value. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. yeah, I think that just really added to the ambience of Miami Vice and really made it. And I think those songs really helped the, the TV shows at the time because they looked so stylish as well. Yeah. The vi- and that was the whole 80s thing. that It was like a visual explosion. The videos looked great. The TV shows looked great. The clothes were great. And the music really, really supported it. So everything of its time. But yeah, yeah that was amazing. I've still got my jackets with shoulder pads in. <laughs> trying, trying to look like Don Johnson. Uh, we'll come back. We've got another track to play from uh, this, um, this particular album, Brothers in Arms. And a few uh, facts as well from uh, the year of 1985. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Welcome back to the show. It's been uh, all about Dire Straits and that great guitar player Mark Knopfler um, tonight with his Brothers in Arms album. Um, he's written, though, for uh, quite a few people. Um, Cal, one of them being Tina Turner for uh, Private Dancer. Yeah, that, that exactly. was his composition. Yeah, completely. And I think that when, when I heard that, I'm like... Really? And then you kind of actually listen to the song and you listen to the music behind yeah. it and kind of go, oh, yeah, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he did, did the theme tune for, there was the film Local Hero. Right. Yeah, yeah, so he did Going Home, he did that, and he's done quite a few collaborations. He moved a lot into country, I think, after the success of this, because this, this really took him into the stratosphere. Yeah. Because I remember for Live Aid, they were one of the most anticipated bands because of everything that happened. And then I think he slowly wanted to move away from the fame because he was... He doesn't like the fame, does he? No, he's not not like that. And he famously uh, didn't turn up when they got inducted to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Okay. He didn't go. Did he not? No. <laughs> so I think he's kind of like a pop star, anti-pop star. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he's done a lot of collaborations with a lot of country artists as well. Right. So, right. yeah, very strong. All right. Um, looking at the year, um, a few inventions maybe, a few things that yeah. happened, 85. Yeah, yeah, what a year. So um, Windows 1.0 was released. So uh, that was that was big. The first happened. one, right? Yeah, the very yeah. first one. Um, a really, really important thing is... Uh, what's commonly known as the plastic thingy that saves your pizza from scraping in the, uh, you know, that little round yeah. <laughs> plasticky thing. They put in the middle of it. They put in the middle to stop it running around in the takeaway boxes and, and sticking to <laughs> the top. That was invented, was it? That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was 1985. Uh, Tommy Hilfiger started his own clothing line. Um, the Yeah, the Cabbage Patch Kids also started in 85 as well. Okay. So, Can't uh, say I've been watching it that often. <laughs> but also um, Queen's 1985 Live Aid performance yeah. um, was voted the greatest live performance in the history of rock and roll. I, I don't think I'd disagree with that. No. I th- I, th- I mean, t- Live Aid just hasn't been touched, I don't think, in, in terms of any of these big gigs that you have, uh, whether it's for charity or, or even some of the festivals. Mm. I think the time of it, what he did with it... Um, and Queen had, I think when, when we did uh, Kind of Magic a, a couple of weeks ago, you know, they hadn't been together. They'd taken sort of a bit of a break away from each other. And what they did is they just went hit after hit after hit after hit and everything, all the stars aligned. And it was, yeah, even thinking about it, sends shivers down my spine. It's mm. just so powerful. And so, 
so iconic. It was, uh, yeah, an, an incredible performance. Yeah, I mean, you think of the festivals as well. I mean, you know, they've tried to recreate Woodstock. It didn't really no. happen, did it? You know? No. Uh, you know, I'm sure there's some great film. Lollapalooza, of course, is a, yeah. is a popular one. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, over in the UK, um, where they all get muddied up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 there's a lot of them. But interesting, with Dire Straits, they, they were playing, they were already booked to play Wembley Arena on that evening. So they ended up doing two gigs. So that's why they was on an earlier slot. Okay. So they could actually so they could do double. Live Aid. Yeah, do Live Aid and then just literally kind of hop across the road plug the guitars and yeah yeah exactly there. yeah yeah just chuck them over the road and then uh, <laughs> and then do their actual gig at Wembley Arena and what were we calling our babies that were born in 1985 yes the top babies names were Jessica Ashley Jennifer Amanda Sarah yeah Michael Chris yeah. um Topper. Topper. I think that's an American thing I've never that's... met a Topper no 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 I haven't um Matthew Joshua and Daniel, no Kelly in there, unfortunately. No. So oh, well. that might have been 1970, <laughs> Kelly was popular. <laughs> now, um, we've heard Money for Nothing, of course, which is probably the biggest hit from uh, the album. But um, there was another one that kind of celebrated the, the street buskers of, yeah. of London. Yeah. Um, tell me about this song. Yeah, this is lovely. And again, I think this is kind of Mark Knopfler's love, uh, love letter to, to buskers and street performers, which... Um, especially in the UK and in London, it's a real, in, in fact, everywhere, um, New York, it, it creates a real strong part of the scene. And there's something about people that do this. And um, yeah, this song, Walk of Life, he's, he's, he's absolutely celebrating that. So he references things like Bebopalula and what I'd say, which were like kind of the old yeah. 50s rock and roll. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a lovely little thing. Interestingly enough, it sold more copies um in the in the US than the money for nothing did because um, I think by then they'd started to get the role and yeah. you know every, everything was kind of kind of moving on but um yeah it's their fourth single and uh, yeah yeah peaked at number four uh, in the UK as well whereas money for nothing was seven and uh, yeah no it's 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 just a beautiful but again it's that typical percussive bouncy happy jolly yeah. dire straight sound you can dance to it as well can't yeah you? yeah here we go. I think Wa we shall. Walk of Life, <laughs> Dire Straits from uh, our classic album with Kel and the Walk of Life.
Straits on the Walk of Life. Thanks, Aruma, for your message. That's got you smiling. Many, many years ago on Channel 33 in Dubai, they showed a sports blooper video. And it was actually set to that tune, The Walk of Life. I always think of the video when I hear that song. Thank you so much for that. The Walk of Life. Dire Straits, all about um, uh, buskers and, uh, you know, the art of busking. Yeah. I, we, we kind of often look down on buskers. And uh, there's some yeah. brilliant talent out there. There really there? is. There's, there's some proper true talent. Um, I used to live in Bath in the UK. And some of the performers there were just, you'd watch them and go, what? How, how are you not on TV? Yeah. It's, it's absolutely stunning. And interestingly enough, quite a lot of bands have, have done this in the States undercover. Like Nile Rogers has done a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Fallon used to have like U2 busking the subway. <laughs> yeah, but there was yeah, this, yeah. Uh, this wonderful story about um, a guy called, it's a violinist called Joshua Bell. And he's known as one of the finest virtuoso uh, violinists that's ever existed. Right. And he did a little test where he did some busking for for um just outside a a, a subway in new york yeah. i think he was playing like carnegie hall that evening okay. where it was like 300 dollars a ticket and then he played for like literally 43 minutes and uh, i think the stat is like 157 people walked past him like 20 people gave him money he, he earned 52 pounds now this guy was being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> to play exactly the same music right. in Carnegie Hall. So the people that were walking past him had probably paid three hundred dollars for a ticket. Yeah, not realising they were him. getting it for free. Yeah. And it was him. You know, he had a cap on and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, respect to all the buskers that yeah. go out there and do. It. I mean, one kind of rags to riches uh, story in the UK at the moment is um, a reggae band called uh, the Jewelers, and there were two mm. brothers, and they started out busking in the south of uh, of England. And uh, I managed to get one of them actually on the oh. show and spoke to him. But uh, now they're playing Wembley Stadium. Amazing. And they're currently yeah. on tour as well, you know. Think, so you can kind of work your way yeah, up. Yeah, I think Ed Sheeran did that as well. I th- I th- I'm sure actually he started as a busker because I think with, with that, you learn your trade, you learn your art. Yeah. And it's just repetition, repetition. So, but to keep it going in the cold and people yeah. throwing oh. stuff at you, no fair play. How they do it, cold fingers trying to <laughs> play the guitar there. So, final remarks then on uh, this album, the great talent of. Uh, of Mark Knopfler and, and Dire Straits with their brothers in arms. Yeah, well, as I say, I think it's just so important on so many levels, apart from having wonderful, wonderful songs, wonderful guitar playing. It really was a watershed moment for music with the introduction of CDs, with the introduction of the, of the music video, Live Aid. This was then really at the, the pinnacle, yeah. the top of their tree, and the music still stands as strong today as it did back then. So, yeah, wonderful, wonderful album. Wonderful album. Just before I let you go as well, of course, a couple of weeks ago, we um, reviewed the Santana album, mm. uh, which was absolutely amazing. And uh, we managed to catch up with the artist who designed the cover just uh, last oh. night. Oh, amazing. Uh, um, so, um, guys, if you go on to 
uh, our podcast. Um, Michael Rios is his name, and Supernatural is the album that he designed at the cover. Great stories about Carlos Santana, and uh, he actually painted a guitar, completely painted one of Santana's guitars because he, he just loved the colours that he used, and it's well worth a listen. So uh, do check that out on our podcast. Kel, we'll see you in a few weeks' time. Um, I know you're going to go off for some leave now, so enjoy your time out. Thank you. Yeah, look forward to seeing you soon. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.